Well, grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a beautiful day it is. What a wonderful blessing it is to be here with you. Uh, we're continuing our series in the Gospel of John. We're, we're ending it this morning. So this is uh, the last sermon in this series. One of the reasons that we began this series was because our kids were doing a Bible bowl on the Gospel of John, and we're so blessed to be able to, to hear some of those kids um, do uh, the readings that they prepared for that Bible Bowl. You'll also see in the foyer, probably the last couple of weeks, some of the artwork that they've done. And so it's just so amazing to see our kids um, learn the scriptures and, and, and grow in their faith and what a blessing that is. It's also been a wonderful week this last week. We witnessed two baptisms, and so we're grateful for Emma and for Tammy making the decisions that they did. We also need to be aware that we have to do our part as a church family. We need to come around them and encourage them and do what we can to help them in their journey. If you have a Bible, turn to John chapter 21, John 21. And I want to talk to you a little bit before we get to that passage about story. Because stories are an essential part of the human experience. And so the stories that we watch, the stories that, that we listen to, the stories that we read, they help form and shape us probably more than we realize. The stories that we tell ourselves influence who we are and how we live. And, and it does not matter whether these are true stories or whether they're not true. The power is in the story. And, and we connect through the stories that, that are meaningful to us. People form bonds because of their fondness of, of Star Wars or, or Lord of the Rings or, or Disney movies. And the same is true if the stories that, that we share are about Earl Campbell or Ray Childress or Wes Welker, or if they're stories written by Jane Austen or J.K. Rowling or Toni Morrison. Everyone shares stories and they connect us to one another. And sometimes we may even struggle to connect with other people because the stories that we're telling, the stories that we're sharing, are so different. And so one person grows up watching John Wayne westerns while another person grows up watching Marvel movies. And one is not right and the other wrong. They're just different stories that form who we are. And so if we want to connect with someone from a, a different generation or a different culture, then what we need to do is spend some time learning their stories. The stories that we celebrate are directly related to how we understand ourselves and how we communicate with one another. And our lives are filled with all kinds of stories, and some of the most important are the ones that happen to us. They are the stories that, that we have lived and the ones that just stick with us. We revisit them in our minds. They're part of our identity, who we are. Now I say all of this because story is going to play an important role in our text today. And so last week we were looking at John chapter 20 and we talked about the resurrection, we learned about the empty tomb, and that event is the climax of the Gospel of John and yet, that's not where John ends. It keeps going. Now, we may be tempted to, to stop at the empty tomb. 
but there's still unfinished business to take care of. And so we get John 21. And we should be thankful for this because it is a lovely story of redemption. It's this intimate interaction between Jesus and Peter. And so let's hear the word of the Lord from John chapter 21 this morning. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way, Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. And Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. And they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. And just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. And that disciple whom Jesus loved, therefore, said to Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. And when they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. And so Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although they were, there were so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. And this was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. And when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Before we unpacked this interesting and somewhat unusual text, we need to know what has happened up to this point. 
And so it's impossible to understand this passage without having read the rest of the Gospel of John. For instance, we need to know what happened at the very end of John chapter 13. And so it says there, Simon Peter said to him, that is Jesus, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. And Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. This conversation takes place right after the Lord's Supper. And there's a lot that's going to happen within the next 24 hours. Peter says to Jesus, I will lay down my life for you. And we often do not know ourselves as well as we think we know ourselves. Peter believes he can help. He sees himself as an ideal follower of Jesus. He thinks that he is just the person that Jesus needs. But he has no idea what he's about to face. Now, Jesus does. Jesus knows what's going to happen. And so he, he responds to, to Peter's confidence with, Really? Will you? And, and we've all experienced saying something when we had no idea what we were talking about. This is what Peter does here. Jesus tells him what's going to take place. He, he informs Peter that rather than be an example of faithfulness, which that's how Peter sees himself, he's going to deny Jesus three times. Now, if we skip over to, to John 18, we read that what Jesus predicted comes true. It says in this passage, Simon Peter followed Jesus and so did another disciple and since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood outside at the door, and so the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. And the servant girl at the door said to Peter, You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you? And he said, I am not. Now the servants and officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves, and Peter also was with them, standing and warming himself. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself, so they said to him, You also are not one of the disciples, are you? And he denied it and said, I am not. And one of the servants, the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? And Peter again denied it, and at once a rooster crowed. In the very next chapter, we read about the crucifixion of Jesus. And, and John provides us with this wonderful account of Jesus on the cross and the presence of, of Mary, the mother of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene, the, the beloved disciple, and also his own mother. Now, what's missing there is Peter. 
Peter is nowhere to be found. He is not with Jesus in the moment of his greatest struggle. He's not with him when he dies. Now, why does all of this matter? It matters because it is the story that Peter has lived. It matters because it's likely the story that Peter rehearses over and over and over again in his mind. And if Peter is going to be the leader that Jesus knows he can be, then all of this needs to be addressed. Because Peter has failed more than once. And and he cannot lead God's people if this is going to be the story that he's living by. And so when Jesus encounters Peter in John chapter 21, Peter is fishing. Now we should ask ourselves, why is Peter fishing when he's just witnessed the resurrection? Probably because he does not consider himself worthy enough to be a disciple. He has let Jesus down. He has denied him, not once, not twice, but three times. He gave up on him. He was not there when Jesus needed him most. Peter lives with this story, and it weighs him down. It's heavy on his heart. He walks around with this strong sense of guilt and shame, and he's quite familiar with the multiple ways that he has failed. We need John 21, not because it's an essential event in the life of Peter, but we need it because we have been there ourselves. We have failed. We have said what we should not have said. We have dropped the ball when it really mattered. We know what it's like to be weighed down with guilt and shame. We have lived with stories that are not pleasant, stories that have held us back. And we need John 21 because we have had experiences like Peter's. And so what does Jesus do for Peter? He redeems him and he prepares him for what is to come. And so I want us to listen to this conversation one more time, knowing what we know now. We need to hear it with the understanding of the stories that Peter is living with. It says, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said, to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. How many times did Peter 
deny Jesus? Three times. How many times did, did Jesus ask Peter if he loved him? Three times. And that's not a coincidence. It's on purpose. Jesus is giving Peter an opportunity to redeem himself. He's giving Peter a new story to live by. And so he no longer has to live with the weight of those three denials. He can move forward knowing that that he affirmed his love for Jesus three times. And some of us here this morning are living with stories that, that we just need to let go of. We are burdened by our mistakes. We are hampered by the the weight of guilt and shame. And Jesus does not want us to live with stories that hold us back and that keep us from our calling. Jesus wants to redeem us. He wants to give us new life. He loves us. And he comes to give us purpose. He he wants to know that, that we were meant for more. And most importantly, Jesus gives us a new story to live by. And so we can let go of our old stories. We can let go of our past mistakes because we have been forgiven by the blood of Christ. And we now live by a different story. We're no longer defined by our failures. Our identity is in Christ. And so Jesus rescued us. He saved us. He set us on a new path, and we now live for him. We are children of God. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. And we serve a resurrected Lord who created everything that we see. And he has invited us to be a part of his mission to redeem creation. He wants to redeem all things just as he has redeemed us. And this here is a better story than anything that we're telling ourselves. And it's a story that that we need, a story that that we need to embrace. It's our story. And so I would encourage you, do not leave here this morning clinging to old stories that are holding you back. Do not live with something that is not true of you now. Yes, Peter once denied Jesus three times, but then he was redeemed. And he reaffirmed his love for Jesus. And he was not the same person that he was. He goes on to preach on the day of Pentecost. He goes on to be a leader in the early church. And he let go of his past, and he pressed on to what was ahead. He embraced the better story that Jesus gives him. We've all made mistakes. We've all failed at something. But this does not mean that those moments should define us. We have John 21 because Jesus knew that Peter was meant for more. Jesus knew all of Peter's deep, dark secrets. But he also knew Peter's potential. And this is why Jesus meets Peter on the beach that morning. He wants Peter to have the opportunity 
of living a better story. He wants him to find redemption. Now, Peter's life could have went in two very different directions. It all depended on which story he was going to choose to live by. And the same is true for us. We have a past. But Jesus has also given us the opportunity to live into a future that is not defined by our past. He offers us redemption. Jesus and Peter's conversation on the beach is a remarkable account. But what really gets me, what what really pulls at my heartstrings, is the last thing that Jesus says. And after saying this, he said to him, Follow me. And so Jesus gives Peter the same invitation that he gave him when he first became a disciple. Just think about that for a moment. Peter witnesses the resurrection. He knows that Jesus is raised from the dead. But he does not immediately go back to being a disciple. Why? It's because he does not feel worthy of his calling. He feels like his mistakes are are, are too big to follow Jesus. His sin is too great to be near the Son of God. And so what does Jesus do? He prepares a meal, and he invites Peter to join him. He he welcomes Peter to his table, even after all that Peter has done. We cannot live in such a way to earn a spot at Jesus' table. Because we are all sinners, and Jesus invites us knowing all of our shortcomings. A place at the table of the Lord is not something that we earn. It is grace. We don't deserve it. And what we receive at the table is not accolades for a a job well done, but forgiveness. Jesus welcomes And he forgives. And the table is not about us. It's about Jesus. And it's about what Jesus has done for us. And after the meal and at the end of the conversation, Jesus says to Peter again, Follow me. He lets Peter know that he is still worthy. To be called a disciple. He lets Peter know there is still a place for him in the kingdom of God. He invites Peter to let go of those stories that are holding him back and to begin again. Some of us have been Christians for a long time. We started on that path long ago, and it's not always been an easy one. We've fallen along the way. We've sinned greatly. We've not always done what we should have done. We may even be telling ourselves this morning that we're not worthy. We're not worthy. 
We may think that we're not even welcome at the Lord's table because of something that we did. If that's the case, this story in John 21 is for you. We need to know there is always a place for us at the table of the Lord. And we need to hear Jesus' invitation again. Follow me. Don't be defined by your past. Embrace the redemption that Jesus is offering this morning. And hear him say to you, follow me. Let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, we're so thankful that the Gospel of John does not end at chapter 20, but that we have this remarkable story in John 21. We're so grateful to learn of your mercy, your grace, and your forgiveness because we desperately need it. We have all failed. We've all fallen short. And we're thankful that you continue to welcome us to your table and that you continue to invite us to follow you. May we do that again this morning. May we let go of whatever is holding us back, whatever is keeping us from our calling. May we put that behind us and fully embrace the call that you're giving us. May we follow you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand and receive this blessing from the book of Numbers. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Maybe you're here this morning and you're telling yourself some stories that are holding you back. You're telling yourself some stories that might not even be true and you need a better story. If you're here and ready to make a commitment to Christ your Lord, to put him on in baptism, to begin a new story, to receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers you, won't you come now as we sing?